Hello friends, welcome back, episode two. Who'd have thought? I know, not me. So, part of what spurred me on to create this new podcast in the first place was to have an outlet to talk about whatever I like. And I know that might sound stupid because obviously I have other platforms, but I've got a very specific audience on each of my YouTube channels and I totally understand why they might be unhappy with me changing the goalposts and throwing out content they aren't expecting. Like, for a long time, I boxed myself into Budget Beauty on one of, like, on my main YouTube channel. That's how I created it all. It was Miss Budget Beauty. I can't explain to you the <laughs> smallest amount of thought. Like, the, there was just hardly any thought went into this name. It was just what was available. It kind of sounded good. That was pretty much it. Um, it was probably, like, the fourth name I tried, Miss Budget Beauty. At the time, I had no money everything I had was very cheap or it was like secondhand even. I was buying things on eBay and um, it was all kind of thrown together at the... I, <laughs> I've talked about this a million times, but I know people really hem and whore about starting a YouTube channel and they're like, oh, you know, I've been watching YouTube for 10 years and I'd love to do it. There was just no, none of that. It was one day I found YouTube beauty videos and the next day I had a channel. Um, I'm very impulsive. Anyway, I boxed myself in for a long time and it wasn't until last year that I completely rebranded. Um, I actually had Miss Budget Beauty as one channel and I had Diary of a Spendaholic as a second channel. So Miss Budget Beauty, obviously self-explanatory, was all low-cost beauty products and woe betide if I tried to talk about something that was not budget beauty. Oh my goodness. And so I created Diary of a Spendaholic so I felt like I had a balance. If I wanted to talk about something that didn't feel like it fit with Budget Beauty, I would talk about it on my other channel. Steadily, Miss Budget Beauty became a little bit more flexible. Um, it, the niche got me a following. I, I can't deny that. That really helped me out. Um, the fact that it was Budget Beauty, that was why people followed in the first place. It was legitimately what it was. But steadily, uh, I wanted to talk about a variety of things and not even just beauty. So I rebranded that as Michaela Talks. And um, over the years, my Diary of a Spendaholic channel became less about like designer stuff and higher end beauty products and more vlogs. And so I had Michaela Vlogs, which is why I decided to make this um, podcast into Michaela Talks. I did, I did for a second thing, I'd quite like to call it it's a whole thing. If you follow me anywhere else, you may know I enjoy that phrase. <laughs> and I even had um, some branded uh, stuff like t-shirts and mugs and, and things at the beginning of the year with that on them. I still, I did actually try to make another load of that stuff. I actually had a few more t-shirts made. I had a baseball cap. It just wasn't quite right. Whether or not I'll ever release those things, we'll see. Um, but that's by the by. What I'm trying to say is I kind of boxed myself into these two things and I tried to become a little bit more flexible. Um, but I still do have a very specific audience. So those people expect a certain something. And if I suddenly want to start talking about um, manifestation, and I've tried, it really is quite divisive and it really switches some people off. There's people who really, really want to talk about it. And I get a lot of DMs from people who are like, I wish you would talk about this thing. And I go, well, mm, here are the reasons why not. Uh, another thing that has been um, kind of a, a large-ish part of my life recently is I've been actively trying to lose weight. That is something that is not necessarily accepted when I talk about it. Um, I briefly mentioned it at one point, decided to take the video down because I just thought I could do without the comments. Um, I got a couple of comments where people were basically like telling me how terrible I was. Uh, a couple of comments just saying it was really triggering for them, which is fair. 
And then um, quite a few comments and since then quite a few DMs from people who actually want to talk about it. So I just want this to be somewhere where it's completely open and I can just have a space where I can talk about absolutely anything and everything that I want. If you don't like it, then this is a very specific platform where you can ignore my content completely. I try to be as mindful as possible about what I share elsewhere. But here, this is kind of my um, little kind of sanctuary where I can talk about absolutely anything. So I want to kick you off with some law of attraction stories. You might have heard these before if you do, um, if you are an avid watcher, but I haven't really spoken about them that much. It's something, like I say, I don't talk about too much, which I will kind of touch on at the end of this. Um, And if you're new to me completely, hopefully you've never heard these either. uh, But maybe if you have, you might still, you might still get a kick out of rehearing these stories. I love a law of attraction story. So I'm going to kick off with my favourite and it is the Taco Bell t-shirt. Um, this is probably the one that I talk about the most because it's the most trivial and the most fun. Uh, I was kind of fairly new to the law of attraction game at this time. And it was very much something that cemented it in my mind as, oh, wow, this is a real thing. Uh, and it is absolute nonsense. So I love Taco Bell, um, in a big way, mostly because it was not available to us in Doncaster for a very, very long time. Uh, And it was a really, really big deal because it was coming to Doncaster. I mean, mostly that it was coming to the UK uh, in a larger way. There were a couple of of, um, restaurants in the UK, but not very many. And then all of a sudden they had like a massive surge of opening lows. We've got like four or something in Doncaster now. Um, But it was very exciting because I am a a Taco Bell fan. I love Mexican food. This is not Mexican food. It is like fast Tex-Mex. So it is to Mexican food what McDonald's is to like steaks. Um, Obviously, Mexican people would uh, say this was not Mexican. It's probably barely Tex-Mex, but you know, the kind of fast food Mexican style stuff. I love it. So I was really excited about it. And um, I heard there was one going to be opening in town. Uh, And I heard that the first 100 people were going to get a t-shirt. So I decided to go. I dropped off my children at school. I was off that day. I uh, turned up. I remember thinking I could either be the only person there, because this is a bit weird. It's in the middle of a shopping centre that's not actually open yet. Or it could be that I uh, will be too late and there will already be like 300 people there. So I got there and there was a line, but I thought I'm pro- this, I, there can't be a hundred people yet. So I went and stood in the line. I was a solid 10 years older than the next, <laughs> the next oldest person. Um, it was mostly students, I would guess. Most of them looked like they'd probably been up all night. Um, whereas I just dropped my children off. It was a very strange situation. There were people from the free press taking pictures um, I was slightly embarrassed, truth be told. Uh, but I was kind of messaging my friends and being like, you'll never guess where I am. I'm surrounded by students waiting for a free t-shirt and a free taco, very important, at Taco Bell. Anyway, they were all going to be numbered. And I'd said to my husband the night before, I would love a significant number. I was 32 at the time, born in 1986. And I'd said to him, I'd love my age or the year I was uh, born. I said, how cool would it be? You know, a number 32 t-shirt. And um, just kind of in passing, I had said, I think you know where this is going. Uh, And there came a point where there was kind of some rumbling around me where they were all trying to guess the numbers and the people around me were guessing that they were in the 40s and 50s. So I didn't really think about it because I was like, well, you know, I'm way 
past whatever. I did think for a split second I could try and keep an eye out for the person who got number 32 and ask them to swap with me. I know how ridiculous I sound. And then I even started thinking if I was like later in the line, I wonder if I could shuffle back and see if someone would swap with me so I got 86. Is this something that people want or is this just me? I don't know. So anyway, we're getting closer and closer and closer. Um, and I'm realizing that actually I could be in the running for kind of the mid thirties. Uh, the person in front of me was given the number 31, my head nearly popped off. And then all of a sudden the person who was handing out the t-shirts just disappeared and they weren't there. And there was a t-shirt in front of me that said 32 on it. And I was like, I feel like I'm just not going to get it. Like what's happened? Um, I feel like there was a solid five minutes where they just disappeared. And then all of a sudden they came back. They gave me this t-shirt. I went and got my free taco. I couldn't even sit in the restaurant. I felt like I was glowing. Again, this is total nonsense. It was completely of no consequence whatsoever. Total, like who even cares? I just felt like I was actually floating because it meant something to me. It meant nothing, really, but it meant something, you know? I'd got this this t-shirt and I went and sat and ate my taco and I just felt like I was kind of almost vibrating. It was so bizarre. Um, and that really was like a turning point for me because at that point I was like, this isn't a coincidence. This is bizarre. This is so bizarre. So that was a real, a real thing. Um, I mean, I have so many stories, uh, but that's a fun one just because it's like, they always say, if you're going to start with the law of attraction, you should like ask for something like, I want to see a yellow butterfly or I want to see like a green car, that kind of thing. You want some confirmation. And that was my nonsense confirmation. Um, another story I like to tell because this is kind of a little bit more significant and still to this day, this is kind of blows my mind. Um, in 2019, I was kind of not really making enough money from YouTube anymore to justify working part-time. Um, I mean, I could afford to work part-time, but I just thought really legitimately, I can't keep these two days to do this internet stuff anymore if I'm not making enough money from it. The views were down. Um, I'd stopped making money from my blog because the uh, the service that used to, I used to use Mode Media, if anyone remembers that from back in the day, it all went bust. It was a big thing in the blogging world um, in kind of like probably 2016 or so. And I used to make a, a good chunk of money from my blog. And then all of a sudden it all just kind of went away. And I wasn't making any money at all from that. Um, I wasn't really getting any sponsorships. And like I said, the views were down. It wasn't great. And I was probably earning like a few hundred pounds a month. And it just, like I said, just couldn't justify the time that I was spending on it. I would never quit completely. I would never give it up because it's something I enjoy so much. But I just thought, really, if I can't get it up to a a decent number, I'm going to go back to work full time. So I thought I'm going to give myself 12 months to really make a concerted effort and we'll see what happens. So over the course of those, I'd say probably over the course of six months, um, I I told myself I needed to earn £500 a month to to really, for, for it to be viable. Um, over the course of the next six to 12 months, I went from earning probably three, £400 a month max uh, to well over £1,000 a month. And um, I got no more views. If anything, my views went down uh, and it made no sense at all. I did not say that I needed a larger audience. 
I did not say that I needed success in any other area. Financially, I needed a certain amount of money to make this work, to make this something that I could sustain. And I got it. I got it and some. Nothing else improved, but the money improved. I make more money now on YouTube than I ever have. And on the surface, you would never believe that because my views are half of what they used to be. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know if YouTube have changed their algorithm, if because my audience, with me doing this for 12 years, my audience is very engaged and very specific. Um, if you're into, you know, algorithms and advertising and stuff at all, um, it does make sense to put more money into very, very targeted, into a very, very targeted audience than it does to a large untargeted audience. So let me give you an example, if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Apologies if this is like teaching you to suck eggs, but just as an example, if you've got like someone with 100,000 viewers and they're all 15, then it would be very (laughs) pointless for you to advertise um, an anti-aging cream. Whereas if you spend that same money advertising that anti-aging cream to 50 really, really engaged viewers who are like 45, that would be money better spent. Although you're reaching more people with the first group, you are reaching more valuable people with the second group. So I don't honestly know whether or not YouTube changed anything because my audience on YouTube is very, very concentrated and they are very engaged and um, a very specific kind of person. At this point, we've kind of really whittled it down over the past 12 years and the people that are left are really in. Um, so I don't know whether or not that plays a part. I haven't got a clue. Don't really care, truthfully. It doesn't make sense. And I am fully prepared to put that down to magic because it still is happening in 2022. Still, I cannot explain to you why views are terrible, but the money's still there. Um, and truthfully, I, the views aren't important to me. If the comments went away, if the engagement went away, it would all feel very, very pointless. Um, but the rest of the numbers, it's all vanity metrics. Um, The crazy, crazy thing in terms of vanity metrics is I had quite a quick, I had quite a speedy um, rise on YouTube initially. I got to like, like quite a quick number of like, say, let's say 20,000. I'd have to go back and because I'm just making this up. But let's say I got 20,000, 40,000, whatever. Within the first few years, um, I got to 96,000 subscribers. I would probably say by like year seven on YouTube. And I just stuck there. And it's so weird because I used to say I didn't want a lot, like I didn't want a significant number because I wanted to keep it to a number of people where I felt like I was always engaging with them. It was enough that I could read all the comments, I could respond to as much as I possibly could, and I wanted it to be manageable. And so I would say over and over again, I don't I don't want a million subscribers. I, I don't want that. I don't want like some astronomical number. I want it to be a manageable number. And I had 96,000 subscribers. I think you could probably track this down on a website somewhere, give or take a hundred for years. It was bananas. It just, there was just no growth. What? But like no massive drop, no growth. It didn't make sense. Anyway, when I uh, was coming up to my 10 year YouTube anniversary, I said to my friend, I really want to hit 
100,000 subscribers. I want that plaque. I want it. And I've wanted it for years, but I didn't want to say it out loud because I felt like it was jinxing something. I feel like you shouldn't say what you want out loud because then it won't come true. It's the birthday cake wish all over again. But I just didn't want... I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want it not to happen. So I didn't tell anyone that I wanted it, but I really wanted it. And um, so I started saying it out loud. I said it in videos. I said it to other people. I said, for the 10th anniversary, I want to hit 100,000 subscribers. I didn't do anything special. I didn't advertise. I didn't like push out my posts. I'm terrible at self-promotion. Um, I very rarely, once I've posted a video, I very rarely put it on Instagram or do anything that I should do. I, at one point I started a mailing list. I don't think I ever did anything with it. I am terrible. Um, and so I didn't really do anything beyond talking about the fact that I wanted this. And I had said that I was going to do this special thing on the 10 year anniversary on that day, I was going to do this like live reaction video. I'd put all of these videos together, these clips of the last 10 years. And I was going to do a live reaction video and uh, kind of a live chat and stuff with people. And I was going to make it a party. Obviously this is like peak lockdown. This was April, 2020. So this was when people were still excited about lockdown and still excited about like Zoom calls and like whatever. Um, My next door neighbor made me some biscuits um that were like 100k biscuits I had a couple of friends send me some really nice gifts it was so so lovely um and I remember watching my live YouTube count that day and it hit a hundred thousand the day like to the day of my 10 year anniversary and I mean, I didn't, I get that, you know, maybe people were like asking friends and relatives, but but it hasn't changed since then. And it's been two years. It, thousands, thousands of people. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. It had taken so long to get any kind of growth. And I truly believe that's because I said I didn't want it. It was just crazy. Uh, one last little story I wanted to tell, um, also financial, was that in 2020, I also decided that I wanted to pay off all my debts. Um, And given that it was a very difficult year for everyone, I just thought, right, I'm not um, spending any money. This is the time to really kind of knuckle down and and save and get it paid off. Um, I wrote down the number that I needed. And outside of saving, outside of um, my any regular income, including my regular YouTube income, that exact amount again, take or leave a hundred pounds came in, in additional funds, in additional like money, um, like additional like sponsors and whatever else over like three months. And a hundred percent, I was suddenly fantastic with money. I was like, so, so careful and saving and saving. But the majority of the money that I got together to actually pay that off came in. Like I worked it out later and was like, over those three months, I actually got in, in additional funds, almost exactly the amount of money that I wrote down. That's not the first time that's happened to me. I've done that for different things in the past when I've like wanted to change my car and stuff like that. And at that time, I just didn't understand what was happening because I would write it down and then something would happen and I would get that money. Um, This is like previous to me really understanding what the law of attraction was. I'm not saying this is like, this will happen, you know, go and write down a million pounds and you'll get a million pounds. But there is definitely something to it. I have seen this happen 
so many times and I've been so nervous to talk about it because I've, I've recognized that when I have talked about it, I've kind of downplayed it. And I've said, well, you know, I know it's nonsense and I know it's this and I know it's that and I know it's not real and I know there's a logical explanation for everything. And the whole point of the law of attraction is that it's magic. You're supposed to believe that this can happen. And I do believe that this, I believe this is real. This is something that I have experienced myself. It is something that I have manifested things. I believe it. But I didn't want people to think I was completely bonkers And I also want to make other people feel comfortable. And so whenever I've talked about it, I've been like, but I know it's not real. And that goes against everything that you believe in the law of attraction. It's all about positive thinking, positive language. And every time I said anything about it, I was doing all of the opposite things. I was being negative. I was saying I didn't really believe. And I do. And that's what makes it work. I don't believe in, I don't I don't have any other faith. I don't believe in like a God. I wasn't raised, raised in like any kind of religion. For me, it provides an enormous comfort to believe there is something bigger than myself. This is my higher power. I do believe in the power of positive thinking. I do believe I have manifested things in the past and it has done me no harm. I have said in the past, when I've talked about this, I would never recommend this for someone who, you know, a life or death situation. I also very much believe in the power of medicine. Um, I don't think you can uh, think away a terminal illness. I don't think you can um, wish yourself into something, you know, infertility, I don't think can be wished away. I don't believe that. But when you're talking about kind of actual possible things in the world. I don't, I don't believe I'm going to win the lottery. That's a, a good example. My husband does believe he's going to win the lottery. And you know, he might because he believes that he's going to win the lottery. I don't. I don't believe I'm going to win the lottery. And so I never play because I don't think it can happen to me. And so because I don't think that, I think it's a completely pointless exercise. I will say that almost every single time I buy a scratch card, I win something. Because when I buy that scratch card, I feel like I'm going to win something on the scratch card. But I don't think I'm going to win the lottery and so I don't play. But I wouldn't play the lottery with something important, you know? I wouldn't gamble with something of real significance, I um, use this in the same way that someone else would use prayer, if you will. Uh, But yeah, I will, I I really do believe that this works, big, small, whatever. You know, I'm not using this as like a, um, I don't want you to think that I I think that um, if you think something bad, something bad's going to happen to you. But I do think that negative breeds negative just within yourself. If you're feeling bad, you know, the whole, the old adage of like, if you're in traffic and you're feeling bad and then this happens and this happens and everything feels bad. That is true. It is. And if you allow yourself to kind of live in a negative space, your life will be worse just because you feel negative all the time. And so you will look for the negative. Even if you just, again, I'm doing it again. I want to say logically, even if you, you're just looking for the positive, you'll find it. And that's true. But I, I think there's more, there's more to it than that. Um, I'd love to hear your manifesting stories if you have them. 
because I find it infinitely interesting. Uh, you can email me at hello at Michaela.com or DM me on Instagram at Michaela McDade. You can even tag me in a story if you'd like to share it with everyone so I can share it. Uh, although I can only do that if you have a uh, non-private Instagram account, I should say. Um, they are just, they are, they're just endlessly interesting. I just, I think it's magical. Um, and if you're into this kind of thing, I highly recommend Francesca Amber's podcast, The Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Someone recommended that to me last year and I couldn't get enough. I think I'm pretty much listened up at this point. Um, when I was walking so much last year, I was listening to her and, um, she's really accessible. She, she makes it really easy to start if you're someone who um like if you listen to the secret that for me is like cuckoo bananas like <laughs> some of that stuff is whoo if if i like if you're hearing the law of attraction and then you go and download the secret and listen to the secret and then you're like wow okay she is nuts um that's not really what i'm talking about it, there is a more accessible version of that that is like uh old testament law of attraction if you will um, whereas Francesca makes it just more accessible. That's that's the best way of describing it. Uh, and a really good introduction to kind of all things woo-woo. Anyway, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow in case I miraculously post another. So wherever it is you're listening to this, follow along. Um, who knows? I might be back with episode three. Mm-hmm.